and welcome back to Yay Basketball, the basketball game show. Monday, July 18th, 2022, recording live from the Yay studio. I am your host and producer, Michael Padilla. Along with me today, I have one Trey Dishner. How's it going? And one Justin Moore. How are we doing, everybody? Along with us today, a very special guest, NBA veteran, Mizzou alum, co-founder of the Alum Basketball League, entrepreneur, philanthropist, R&B artist, the man of the people, Kareem Rush. How are you doing, Kareem? I'm good. What's up, you boys? Yeah, it's so good. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really do appreciate it. Uh, you're for our first uh, former player on the show, so big deal for us. So you thank you for taking uh, the time Shout with us. So, yeah, we, uh, we're very excited to have you the, on. Uh, we know you're short on time, so we're going to kind of do a condensed game show with you today. Uh, but as always, be sure everybody follows us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Last week we played What Did He Say, Speed Takes, uh, Rapid Fire Trivia, and welcomed Bob on as a new permanent host of all things Yay Basketball. So be sure to check that one out if you have not already. All right, uh, a very special episode today because we have Kareem with us, and there's no better way to get to know our guest than the one and only Yay Basketball Scouting Report. It's the Yay Basketball Scouting Report. This week's guest... NBA veteran Kareem Rush. Kareem, thanks again for for joining us. So uh, when we have a guest on the show, we'd love to hit him with a few questions to get to know our guest. And today, obviously, very special scouting report. So we have an NBA vet on the show. So uh, you know, you played for six franchises in your time, and we know you have a soft spot for the Lakers because they uh, drafted sure. you. But uh, do you have a favorite team to yeah. watch now, or a favorite team that you like in the league? Uh, not particularly. Uh, you know, I'm still a you know fan, so I, I just enjoy watching you know, great players. And obviously, you know, with what Golden State was did and how they came back from having that two year drought was was fun to see. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm, just, I'm still a basketball fan. Right. All right. Sure. Uh, Trey, you want to ask this next one here? Uh, you know, so so you you know being a bit of a sharpshooter in your time there. Yeah, given how. Uh Play was evolved with the frequency of three pointers made and attempted. How many points per game do you think you'd would you average in today's game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so sad. Yeah, I, I'm so sad I wasn't born ten years later. <laughs> Back in my day, you know, shooting five or six threes a game was like a, like a big deal. But now that's like they shoot that in the quarter. So, right. <laughs> uh, you know, for you know, as a shooter, uh, it's, it's definitely fun to see. And that's obviously the Steph Curry effect has right. pretty much changed the game. So. This this really upset that I didn't come along, along ten years later, especially with these NBA salaries today. And how do you feel about the the quote unquote Steph Curry effect? Do you think it's a positive impact or a negative impact? I mean, I, I think it's there as a, in basketball. There's going it's going to come a time where somebody another Shaq comes uh, comes around is going to transform the game again. Uh, but you know, skill. I mean, shooting is definitely a, the premium skill set in today's game. Uh, but it's fun to see. I mean, I wish they would play a little, you know, a little more inside, you know, shooting twos and all that. But, right. you know, you, you can't really fight the analytics that they, they run by these days. Right. Well, uh, Justin, number three for you? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we're in the kind of the dead time of the offseason. I know the NBA kind of never sleeps. Uh, but as a player who's has kind of been traded uh, in this time when kind of players are getting moved around, is there any advice you'd give a younger guy that, you know, got moved thinking he was going to stay one way and have to kind of rearrange everything going into someplace new? I mean, don't take it personal. You know, it, yeah. it is a business. Um, so, you know, you don't have that loyalty that you have in college. So you just got to understand that's part of the game. Um, you know, stay prepared and try to, you know, find the right, you know, fit for your, your skill set. 
at the end of the day, you want to have opportunity in the NBA. Everybody on the, on the bench can play. Um, so what you're really looking for is the opportunity to go out there and showcase your skills. Do That's you uh, – I saw Alex Caruso have a quote on the whole Kevin Durant demanding a trade thing and saying that players are finally treating it like a business. What's your like? Kind of what's your attitude towards that mentality of it? I'm all for. I mean, it makes sense. Like you should be able to move. I mean, I understand you got contra- uh, contractual obligations sometimes, uh, and the team may not want to move you. But I think the power is with the players. Uh, and if you can force your way where you want to go, then you know, by all means, do that. I-, I think at the end of the day, you want to be happy playing. Um, you don't want to be in a situation where you're not happy where you're at. So if you can get out there and you got the power to do so, you know, go ahead and do it. Um, what was your, uh, did you have a favorite arena or city, uh, to play in, whether that was because of a matchup, you had a guy that you thought you could cook or whether it was, uh, just a city you liked being in. Was there a favorite, uh, road, road situation for you? I mean, my favorite was probably Allen Fieldhouse in college. You know, okay. NKU, Robert, okay. Right. So I, I enjoy playing Allen, Allen Fieldhouse. Just kind of seeing the, get the heckling from them. Right. But probably the NBA, uh, Madison Square Garden is always fun to make a basketball. That was always fun to of be course. a part of. And then playing in L.A., you know, I'm upset that I didn't get a chance to play in the Forum. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, the Staples Center was cool. Uh, and I really love Toronto. I love Miami. Miami got the best cheerleaders. <laughs> never did you ever see. I, always, I always enjoy going down to South Beach. Uh, of course. And then Toronto, which, yeah, but Toronto, which I got drafted by. I didn't know nothing about Canada. When I got drafted, I was like, man, I, I never wanted to go there. But after really being in the league and seeing what Toronto had to offer, I wouldn't have mind. You know, been in Toronto for a little bit. Toronto's probably one of my top five favorite cities. Yeah, that, I hear that a lot. You know, you hear that a lot from players yeah. that they uh, that Toronto and Miami are fan or uh, player favorites, uh, probably due to the attractions yeah, there. Are. I would imagine, right? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. Not too bad nightlife out there. Uh, okay, uh, so you know, we we kind of briefly touched on current uh, current players, but is there a young guy in the league that stands out to you as somebody who's going to make like a legacy kind of impact, like long term league impact? Uh, I like John Morant right now. He mm. had a great playoffs, you know. Um, but there's a lot of young, talented players. Devin Booker, yeah. um, you know. Uh, I think when Zion's healthy, you know, he's shown this first couple of years that he can be a dominant factor. So there's always kind of a new flux of talent coming in the league, and I think these leagues in good hands, you know, especially as LeBron kind of sells off his career. Steph's getting up there in age. Right. Um, so the league is in good hands with some of these younger – Luka Doncic, all, all those guys are – you know, are, are primed to be kind of the face of the league moving forward. Same with Giannis. Giannis is still fairly young. So right. Guys like that are going to be, you know, the face of the league for the next 10 years or so. Do you, uh, about the um, uh, about the LeBron in age, you, you you probably played against him, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I mean, he came in years of me, in Mello. So, yeah. I, I got my first, yeah, I played five years against LeBron before wow. I, I got out. Just like, I mean, initial thoughts on that? Like how, the first time you went up against him, were you thinking, Ah, uh, this kid, you know. I mean, you, you come in with the, with the hoopla. You know, like I said, with, with opportunity, you can put up numbers. But obviously, LeBron's a singular talent. Uh, you know, he definitely exceeded all expectations on him. But, you know, for me personally, I'm a Kobe and Jordan fan. So right. I'm like, you know, right, right. They ain't yeah, touching LeBron ain't, LeBron. LeBron ain't even there, <laughs> regardless of what he does. I'm, I'm still a Kobe and, and Jordan fan. That's yeah. all right. For That's sure. fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell us yeah. a little bit uh, on the LeBron t- side of things, like your transition from athlete to like an entrepreneur and kind of what you're working on now? Uh, yeah. I mean, the NBA career is if you play long, you know, you may play 10, 15 years. So you always got to have something to fall back on. You know, most guys tend to dive back into, you know, either coaching or, or TV work or, you know, doing something within the game. Um, I had different passions, different, you know, 
interest, you know, post-career. Never thought I was going to be done at 29, which I was. But, you know, I had love for singing. I had love for, you know, kind of building things. Uh, but so, my, you know, my time since career has been fun. You know, obviously, it goes ups and downs when you're trying to create businesses. But it's been a fun transition. A lot of the, the work ethic and, and skills that I've developed, you know, getting to the highest level of, of basketball has definitely, you know, assisted me. You know, as I started business, dealing with, you know, disappointments, you know, grinding it out. You, you got to learn to take those skills and apply it to, you know, different aspects of your life, which has really helped me as a businessman, you know, post-career. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Trey, did you have something you wanted to ask about? Uh... Uh, really, I was just interested about your time with uh, playing with Kobe and Shaq, just how that was with them mentoring you. And um, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. yeah. And I came in as a, you know, I was the man in Mizzou, so I came with the same <laughs> yeah, mentality. You yeah, you were. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm coming out here to get buckets. So uh, yeah. getting there, you know, the, I, I came in as the three-peat, so – it was kind of a big deal to play with the Lakers. You know, I always thought that we was going to kind of walk myself right into a championship. So uh, getting a chance to compete every day, um, same position as Kobe. So every day in practice, we got a chance to kind of go up against him. Really saw it firsthand uh, before the whole modern mentality became like a thing that everybody knows. I saw it firsthand. He's been doing that his whole entire career. So to see that type of work ethic, you know, focus on your craft was, you know, something to behold. I was a 22-year-old really trying to enjoy LA. Right. So you know, my, first year, my first year was really about – having a lot of fun. And then second year, I kind of got focused, you know, Phil Jackson kind of got on me, my, you know, the yeah. best summer of my first year going to my second year. And I came back and had a, a pretty successful second year. Uh, we went to the finals. I obviously hit those six threes in the Western Conference finals. So, right. yeah, that was you my know, next being question. that and kind of seeing what, <laughs> that was my next yeah, question. Seeing Kobe yeah. And, yeah, learning from him and playing with Shaq. Shaq was just, you know, Shaq, you know, you don't, you don't see, you know, dominant forces like that very often. So just kind of see behold of that was was pretty crazy to see me. They were basically two of the top five players in the league at the time. So yeah, they were. It, it was a fun ride. We had, you know, it was a good time playing in L.A. Uh, but I've also wanted to kind of, you know, get out of there and really kind of expand my game and get yeah. a chance opportunity to really start and, and make a name for myself. Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, that uh, that kind of wraps up the scouting report. We're going to get to a game, and then we're going to get you out of here. Uh, so we will roll into everybody's favorite game. It's mm-hmm. what did he say? What did he say? Oh. Not a game. Not five. Not six. Not seven. Anything's possible. All right. It's what did he say? So, Kareem, the rules for this are very simple. Uh, I will play an audio clip of an NBA personality, player, coach, or analyst. Uh, it'll be your job to work with the guys here uh, to guess who or what that person is talking about. Each correct guess is worth 100 points. Each incorrect guess is worth 100 points for me. Uh, sound good? Yeah. All good. right. So question one here. Uh, who is Adrian Wojnarowski talking about? They, I think, had doubts that anybody else in the league who could create cap space would also value him at a max. They challenged his agents, Bill Duffy, Nima Namakian, to go out and get an offer sheet. This is restricted free agency. This is what it's about. You don't lose the player. You get a chance to match the offer sheet. That's what they did. Four years, $133 million. All right. Who is Adrian Wojnarowski talking about in that clip there, Justin? Well, you know, I've been moving this week, so I haven't been able to really keep up that much with individual interviews. But the big news, I really feel like, uh, and the only um, unrestricted free agent that was really that important kind of going into the season as a big name would have been probably DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Mm -hmm. Um, That was my guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
He said four yeah. years, 133 million. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he got a max deal. Money, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. was his contract. That, that's eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I think sure. that's definitely DeAndre. Yeah. Lock in eight. That one in pretty quick. Let's see. Like they yeah, we, we lock in eight. All right. They didn't value uh, DeAndre Ayton at a max contract, max money. That is correct. Of course, yes. He's talking about DeAndre Ayton and the Suns immediately matching the largest offer sheet in restricted free agents history. So uh, apparently it was roughly 180 seconds from the time the sheet arrived uh, (laughs) to James Jones to the time it was returned uh, to to match, which was the fastest in in history and also the largest offer sheet. Um, Do we think this was the right move, Kareem, for the Suns moving forward to keep Ayton? I mean, keep that core together. Uh, you know, a young, big uh, a center uh, who played well in the playoffs. Uh, I definitely think it was a smart move. You know, four years is not a long time. So um, I think it was definitely, you know, they want to keep that core and, and make another run at it. Yeah. Uh, I will, our absent Kyle, I will let, uh, I'll give the people some info that he had. And they just kind of gambled. They, it's kind of like what just said in the clip. They didn't really think that he was worth a max offer. So they, they gambled. They mm-hmm. said, if anybody wants to offer him max money, go ahead. We'll match it either way, but we think we can get him for cheaper. And at the cost of having a disgruntled DeAndre Ayton, which is ultimately what they're going to get. So it's kind of caused some acrimony yeah. between that relationship. But uh, ultimately, they move forward with Ayton and Booker and CP3 still. So probably yeah. the right move. And 33 yeah. make it. Yeah, 133 will change your mood. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll, that'll cheer you up, right? Especially in your home state where you played college. Yeah, yeah so I'm sure he's I'm sure he's doing okay. All right, on to question Take two now. Right. Uh, who is Draymond Green talking about in this clip? At 29 years old, a guy who's continued to grind and grind and grind. I was looking at Wikipedia uh, a few days ago and just, like, looking at the teams that he's been on, like the G League, you know, gone through the G League and never quit. And to be rewarded with a three-year, $28 million deal, extremely happy for him. Who is Draymond talking about there? Gary Payton II. Wow. Firing off. Uh, Draymond does talk about a lot of people, and that would make sense. Is he 29? I mean, the confidence that this yeah. man yeah, just displayed, I'm, I'm I don't think... With that. <laughs> I don't think I can ever argue with that. I, I, has I, to be yeah. I think yeah. we're locking that in. Moving well, on. Yeah, Let's see. Your Golden State Warriors made some moves. Number one, I want to say congratulations to Gary Payton, the second, GP2. That is correct. Woo! We ain't never seen a what did he say clip faster than that. Man, a pro athlete, that's a competitor mentality right there. Uh, so, yep, that's correct. He's talking about Gary Payton, the second, getting a three-year, $28 million contract with the Blazers. Uh, great pickup for the Blazers, I think, yeah? Oh, yeah. I do, uh, sure. you know, yeah, I think it's. I think it hurts the Warriors a little bit, but they got so many people that I don't think it's yeah. going to... You know, it's not like Luthen staff, but it is yeah. still not not ideal. But I mean, yeah, yeah great for the Blazers. Great for Dame. Um, yeah, that's that's for sure. He he could use another uh, defensive guard there. So, all right, good job. Well, I'm zero for two here, so we move <laughs> on to question three now. Uh, hey, who is Nick Wright talking about in this clip? We know how this story ends. It's fun for a little bit. The Knicks move all their picks and all their future flexibility to get him. And then in a few years, he leaves, and the Knicks are in the full-blown rebuild once again. We know how the story ends. Who is Nick Wright talking about there? I'm going to defer and go to Kareem since he's got the quick trigger. (laughs) What do you think? I'm trying to think. They move all their picks. I don't know. I got somebody. Trey, you got an idea? I'm thinking Donovan Mitchell. I haven't Mm. seen his name pop up. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I'm going Donovan. Yeah, because yeah. the only other idea yeah. we have, because they just signed Jalen, but they didn't move any pieces for that. They just gave him all the money in the world. Yeah, they gave him um, a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole Donovan Mitchell thing is going to be crazy. Uh, yeah. But our boy, uh, what's the guy? Uh, GM likes to just trade everything and get every pick known to man. Oh, yeah, Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge just like, give me every pick you have. That's true. <laughs> okay, so locking in uh, Donovan Mitchell then. Let's see. Yeah. We know how this story ends. Donovan Mitchell gets there. It's fun for a little bit. Yep. That is correct. He's talking about the Knicks potentially making a historic offer uh, to trade for Donovan Mitchell after it was reported that the Jazz are now fielding offers on the five-year guard. So you yeah. did just touch on it a little bit, Justin, uh, about Danny Ainge's presence. Kareem, what did you make of the Gobert trade? Do you think the Knicks should make this move for Donovan? What are your thoughts on the whole Jazz situation? I think the Jazz, are they've reached their pinnacle, what they can do with those two guys. So mm-hmm. now it's time to kind of clean house and kind of start over. They lost their coach, you know, my guy Quinn. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think they're kind of in, in a rebuild mode. You know, so moving Donovan's probably makes sense. And Donovan's a you know New York guy, so it makes sense for him to kind of go back home and, and do his thing, especially on the bigger market. I think it's what he's looking for. Yeah, and he's been spending some time in the offseason training with guys in New York, uh, you know, at, at uh, very yeah. prestigious gyms in New York. He spends a lot of time in New York, so it, it would be uh, kind of a homecoming for him. So, all right, uh, last question here. On to question four now. Who is speaking in this clip? Get healthy, stay healthy. Um, I think, you know, I think we address a little bit of our, our backup five role, shot blocker, rebounder, finish around the rim, get, give a lob threat to, to us that, you know, dynamic we didn't have last year. You know, we got length athletes on the wings. I really think it's just, it's just about us, you know, staying healthy and making sure we get to the end of the season with a full team. Hmm. Who is speaking in that clip? I have a, I'm going to let you guys go. No, first. I, I want to hear it. Yeah, I'm, Trey, I'm, go I'm ahead. Usually, I'm usually go good with voices. <laughs> And uh, first thing that pops in my head is Caruso. Uh, Ooh, for sure. I'm usually pretty spot on with voices. That was cool. I was in my head thinking somebody from the Mavericks because that's kind of what they were lacking. Was a was a big. Well, he but was also talking the wings. Bulls. Yeah, because well, they don't really have like yeah. solid wings. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, they do. Kareem, yeah, I, I'm terrible with voices. Uh, uh, I have no idea, so I, I'm cool <laughs> with Caruso. <laughs> yeah. I, should we lock in Caruso? Caruso? I think we can lock in them. Let's yeah. lock in Caruso. Yeah, lock in Alex. Thanks for joining us, man. Always a pleasure, Alex fellas. Caruso. Always a pleasure. Yeah. That is correct. Yes, it got cut off just their beginning there. Alex Caruso. That's correct. He's talking about the Bulls and their biggest, uh, their big, that their biggest missing piece was health and chemistry, and that they, you know, they re-signed Levine, they re-signed Derek Jones Jr. You bring in Dragic, you bring in Drummond, uh, and really didn't break the bank to do so. Um, what do you think about the Bulls' offseason moves there, Kareem? They're solid. I mean, I, I really like them. The, the Rosen played crazy there last year, yeah. so I think injuries definitely helped them. So having a live threat would definitely help their team. So I'm curious to see how, how they do. They should, they should be a pretty good squad. All right. Uh, well, Kareem, we're going to go ahead and wrap up with you here. Uh, is there a, Where can the people find you? Again, thank you so much for joining us. Where, uh, where can the people find you? What are you up to these days? Uh, anything you want to plug? They can find me on Instagram. Kareem Elrose, I'm not big on social media, but the one thing that I'm pushing right now that I think is very exciting is my alumni basketball league. It's the first professional league exclusively for college alumni teams. Mm. You know, so we actually got our first game in the DMV, Maryland alums versus the George uh, Georgetown alums. So College Park boys versus uh, Dog Talk. We have it at the Xfinity Center um, on August 6th. And then our plan is to launch uh, probably a KUK State game. The Mizzou team we put together was pretty trash, so I don't want to have to go out there and embarrass ourselves. So we might do K-State and KU uh, at the end of August. Then next year, uh, we plan on having kind of a full season, 16 to 24 teams, uh, 
culminating in, in a Final Four March Madness style tournament uh, the beginning of August to crown who's the best alumni squad in the country and hope to kind of build that to a nationwide deal with every major school, you know, pushing the alumni team, really kind of keeping that connection from, you know, the former guys to the current guys and with another unique aspect of our league, we're going to allow all the players uh, to potentially be owners of these franchises. Because oh, like, wow. look at the NBA, NFL, all these, all these, all these organizations are built on the backs of players, but very few have ownership. Yeah. So we're gonna have our, our players and our teams be owned by our players, run like a business, nice. and kind of set ourselves apart. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we expect to see you playing in these games? I will play. I'm be the old guy playing. So yeah. Right. <laughs> we're trying to we're, we're trying to figure out. We said we got to have a nice mix of young and old. So we're gonna have two guys over 35. We still have those fans that want to see us play. We also want to keep the quality of the basketball high level. So most of our guys are either overseas guys or you know fresh out of school. So you know. What we want to be, eventually become is like that third professional league in, uh, here in the States where overseas guys can play in our league in the summertime, making a, a nice a chunk of change and keep that connection to the universities. Did uh, you, did did you, you do a KU Missouri alumni game like three, two, three years ago or a few years back? Yeah, I, went I did. It tw- yeah, tw- yeah, 2018. I did it down in Silverstein. Silverstein, yeah, I was there. Yeah, that was yeah, your, that's cool. your brother went <laughs> off. It did go off, <laughs> so I don't want to repeat. Uh, yeah, we don't want to repeat that. So we don't have a case. Yeah, they just they just finished playing the TBT, get Michael Beasley, all those guys to come back and play, and okay. really kind of say grow the concept and, and and blow the league up for next year. Well, that's awesome. very exciting. I know uh, I speak awesome. for all of us here. We can't wait to see it, and uh, very exciting for what you're part of. Uh, again, my friend, thank you for joining us, and we do appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it, fellas. And after a brief break, uh, <laughs> wow, well, that was very exciting having Kareem on the show. Yeah, yeah was, that was really yeah. good. That was, was really, a, that know, was a great time. Uh, Trey, I got to give you props for kind of setting that whole thing up. You were our contact with him. Random steam room sesh, man. I was at the gym <laughs> and I was like walking in the steam room, sit down. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Kareem Rush. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, uh, I ran into a friend of the show, uh, Calvin Booth again today. Uh, oh, so oh. maybe, maybe someday we'll get him on the show. Who knows? <laughs> KC? Yeah, oh yeah, his uh, his son. I think his family lives here, and his son plays ball here. I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. So. Didn't know that. All right. Well, since Kareem was running a little low on time, we did have to kind of call an audible. Uh, and you know, we don't leave this game show without a full on game. Mm-mm. And unfortunately for Trey, that <laughs> means that this week we are playing Guess That Player, not that one. It's this mm-hmm. one. <laughs> Woo. Let's do it. Welcome to Guess That Player, Trey. You've done this before. I've done this before. Do we have his score on? Do you remember what your score was? I, think, I do not. I think he went two of four. Yeah, I've got Trey down here uh, for 250. 250 big ones. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So tied for first again. Mm-hmm. Well, I can we stop this live for <laughs> so a second? You did this last Oh, week. did I? Yes, you did this. Because I have 500 points mm. uh, on a Guess That Player because I got three out of four right. Okay. Well, um Mm, that sounds like you nonsense guys still have to never me. had a four for it's four. Not, right? No, it's never happened. Never happened. And we're it not going to speak about it until it happens. Yep. Okay. 
Are you ready to play? Let me give you some rules first. There are four rounds. Uh, each question has an assigned point value. The questions will increase in difficulty as we progress throughout the game. Uh, I will list you, Trey, some facts and season stats of one mystery player, then give you four players to choose from. You have three lifelines. On uh, Unfortunately, on this occasion, you only have two. Due to okay. our little audible we had to call, uh, you will only have the two options of bench a player, where I will eliminate one of the incorrect answers, or scouting report, where I will tell you a fun fact about the correct player. Sound good? Got it. Are you ready to play question one? Ready. Let's do mm. it. Question one is worth 50 points. This up-and-coming player under 25 averaged 21.3 points and 3.8 assists while shooting 35.7% from three this last season. Your options are A, Larry Markkinen, B, Jalen Brown, C, Anthony Edwards, or D, Jeremy Grant. All right. I'm going to cut two out. Okay. I'm going to cut Jeremy Grant and Markkinen out. I'm okay. thinking it's going to either be Jalen Brown. What was the other? Anthony Edwards is Anthony option Edwards. C. Points per game were 21 and... 21.3, 3.8 assists while shooting 35.7 from three. Okay. Oh, that's tough, man. I know their numbers are probably very similar. Um, Jalen Brown. I want to say Jalen Brown had a little more on the points per game. Yeah. I'm going to lean with Anthony Edwards on this one. Anthony Edwards, are you thinking final answer? I'm thinking final answer. Final answer. Uh oh. That was that was don't don't get psyched out. That was an incorrect uh, stab there. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, the the sound was wrong. However, your answer was right. Good deal. Oh. Well done, well done. Yes, that is correct. Uh, here's your scouting report for the Anthony Edwards. This player was the first overall pick in the 2020 draft class. That would have just handed it to you. Three fifty points. Justin wrote this with that player. So. Just so you know, I mean, the stats are pretty close. Uh, all those guys yeah, with that three-point shooting were in 0.1% of each other. Wow. So you know. Wow. So it wasn't that far off. No, they all matched uh, Kareem Rush's <laughs> oh, <laughs> three-point career percentage. Oh, wow, I see. Okay, yeah. all right. So we're going with Okay, uh, well, good job. 50 points to you. Uh, okay. Off to a great start. Are you ready for question two? Let's do it. Mm. Question two is worth 100 points. This Western Conference shooting guard averaged 25.9 points, 4.2 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. Your options are A, C.J. McCollum, B, Devin Booker, C, Zach Levine, or D, Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. Okay, 25 points, four rebounds, what was it, six assists? 25.9 points, 4.2 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. 5.3 assists. Levine didn't really play too much last year. Um, I'm going to take him out of there. So we're down to what were the other three players? CJ, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell. Mm hmm. 
little note. I th- I think all I'm Western I think Conference shooting guards. Uh, all Western Conference shooting guards. I'm, I'm, thi- I'm thinking it's either Devin Booker. I don't think it's CJ. I think I may. I'm going to ask uh, my buddy Justin. You can't ask oh, either I of us. Oh, I know oh, the oh, answer, oh, and he oh, wrote yeah, it. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, the, it's between Devin Booker, CJ McCollum, and who else? Because I Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell. You can either you cut can, a player yeah. or take a scouting, scouting report, report if you want. You want a scouting report? Yeah. This player was traded on draft night to his current team. CJ McCollum, Devin Booker, and who is the other one? I'm sorry. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. 25.9 points, 4.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists. You know, that didn't help me either because I don't know who got <laughs> traded on draft. Um, I'm going to go with, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot. And I am going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, final answer? Donovan Mitchell is my final answer. You had CJ, you had Devin Booker. Those were quick to your mind. They were. And you kept forgetting Donovan Mitchell. I did. Three times you had to ask me for his name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a good thing we told you because that is correct. Oh, let's go. Well done, well done. Like I said, Western Conference shooting guards, just like one. I didn't think Devin Booker. I didn't think Devin Booker got traded. I was like, I can't remember that. I don't believe he did. I don't believe he was traded on draft night. Okay, great job. Two for two. On to question three, worth 150 points. Are you ready to play? I think so. I wish we had the lights. Yeah, (laughs) I can make it happen. Question three is worth 150 points. This Eastern Conference Center was fourth in the league in offensive rebounds per game with 4.1. He also averaged 8.5 points and 1.8 blocks, all while attempting zero threes all season. Your options are A, Mitchell Robinson, B, Clint Capella, C, Robert Williams, or D, Isaiah Stewart? D, Isaiah Stewart. Mm. Oh, man. Can you run through the stats again for me? Absolutely. Fourth in the league in offensive rebounds, 4.1 is what he averaged with offensive rebounds per game. He also averaged 8.5 points and 1.8 blocks, all while attempting zero threes all season. Went all the games without a single three attempt. Well, I didn't even Cap- think about it. Capella definitely was averaging like a double double, so we're gonna take him out of there. Okay. Mm. Um, Big Bob. I don't think he, I think he was scoring more than eight points, but he was hurt for a little bit. Um, the other guys were Mitchell Robinson and, and Isaiah Stewart. You know what? I think it's boiling down to Mitchell Robinson and Isaiah Stewart. I'm going to let's take a player out to see if that helps. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is uh, predetermined. 
uh, what player we eliminate. Okay. And it is non-dependent on who you eliminate in your head. And we are eliminating Clint Capella. Okay. <laughs> so you were right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So Mitchell Robinson or um, Robert Williams and Isaiah Stewart. So I'm thinking it's either Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Stewart. I don't feel like Mitchell Robinson ever plays. Um, hmm. It's an option. But since that, I feel like Isaiah Robinson or Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart definitely plays. So I feel like his numbers would be a little higher than that. But the four offensive rebounds isn't his total rebounds. We're just going nope. offensive rebounds. Yep, just offensive rebounds per game, 4.1. Isaiah Stewart. Mitchell okay. Robinson. Robert Williams. You know what? We're going to go with Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart, final answer? It's going to be the final answer. Final answer. Let's see. What? <laughs> Every time we do this, I sit in this seat and wait for a four for four. And I just got to keep waiting. Oh. No. We were off to a good start. It was Mitch, wasn't it? It mm-hmm. was Mitchell Robinson. Yes, that is correct. I really thought you I might do it. I, I thought you I might do it. It. <sighs> it. It stopped me with the rebounds. I, yeah. The offensive rebounds, I was like, Big Bob has to have gotten that. Or I didn't even... Yeah, I did. No, I didn't even say Big Bob. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, you said Isaiah Stewart. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Incorrect either way. Uh, it was Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, the scouting report for that was uh, this player was drafted in the second round and has taken zero threes in his entire NBA career. Mitchell Robinson has never shot a three. Fact. Just taking shots at LeBron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, darn. Oh, darn. We wait another right. time. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. Are you ready for question four? He can beat his score. His previous score if he gets us. Yeah, score. you can. Yeah, this is the yeah. hardest one. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> question four is worth 200 points. This player totaled four points, one assist, one rebound, and one personal foul in exactly one game. <laughs> this past season. Wow. <laughs> Your options are A, Ahmad Caver, B, Scotty Hobson, C, Matt Ryan, or D, Joe Johnson? Yeah. Those are some names. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Iso, Iso Joe? That's his Iso, Iso Joe, Joe Johnson. It is Iso Joe. Joe. I know he played for the Celtics. Like, ran, we're going with he that. He did sign a day. A ten Joe day. Johnson. <laughs> Final answer? You really want to go with Okay. All right. Iso him out. Iso Joe. We haven't seen him in a while. He signed a 10-day. Did play one game. I think he, he actually. He played exactly one game. He played exactly one game. And I think he had. That's didn't, he have, what it is. didn't he have 12 points? Something like that. Something like that. He, he Regardless, he had more than four. <laughs> Got me. Yeah, no, it uh, it was Scotty Hobson. I was honestly gonna say that too. Hey, yeah. Justin, who is Scotty Hobson? Scotty Hobson is a player uh, that I, I I know now uh, from my research. Was born in 
Hopkinsville, uh, Kentucky, and attended Tennessee. I figured Hopkinsville would give it to you. Get uh, Hopson. It sounded like a cool name, and I was like, that's the one I'm going to mm-hmm. go with because okay. I had no clue. But so I just so know. everyone is aware, uh, this <laughs> player is no longer in the NBA. Yep. Uh, he plays, f- uh, uh, or I guess American professional basketball, for the Dynamo Lebanon of Lebanese basketball. <laughs> no, he's American, so he's playing in Lebanon. Yep. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Fun. So I don't really. Uh, I don't think really, he can jump on. I'm not really upset for you uh, about you pick <laughs> about getting that one wrong. So, for sure. all right. So Justin, what is his final score his there, final please? Final score from the guest that player was 150 big ones. 150 big ones. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it could have been worse. Could have. Could have gone over four. Somebody's done that before. Somebody right? has done that. I also have the highest score. That's up for debate. And it's not. I have the score. Uh, right I, deb- I I dispute it. You're the one that made the rules for that one. Fake news. Mm, you made the whole thing. Thank you so much for playing. Guess <laughs> that player. Oh, yes. Guess that player. Well, wow. What a day we've had. What an episode we've had. It's been great. Our first NBA veteran on the show finally joins us. First of many, I would like to say. So if you are listening along, uh, thank you for doing so. And also want to give a shout out to all of our new listeners. Uh, The outpouring of support recently in the last couple of weeks has been amazing. And we are so glad that you are with us uh, along for this ride. Yay, basketball is just getting started. If you were are coming over here from the TikTok. We really do appreciate you. Um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Thank you for listening. We have so many more exciting things planned on the podcast, on the TikTok, uh, some other website we might talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, some exciting things that are going to come your way if you are a Yay Basketball fan. You're getting in at the right time, and thank you for doing so. Now, if you have not listened, you're probably curious, well, what are we going to do with all these points that we've got? And to you, I say we gamble them away in props to you. <laughs> Another exciting props to you, everybody. Now, we need to go over the leaderboard a little bit here. Uh, just so you know, Trey, I combined all of your points to go into Bob's points since he's not here this uh, this afternoon. Okay. So what we're going to do is Actually, we... I, I want to call an audible there. Is it okay. possible to call an audible? Yeah. I think Trey, being that he's a permanent member on the show, should be able to bet uh, on points and have his own score. Is that possible? That is... Yeah, just give me a moment. Sorry to throw a curveball okay, at you. A little bit of a curveball, but I got it, I got it, I got it. I, I think Trey deserves his own points. I think so. I think so. I think so. I'm okay with it. So, boom, boom, bam. You've got a big 550, Trey. 550. Now, okay. that's actually really great. You are sitting so, in third place. Okay. But that's to be expected. You know, it's your Guess first. Guess who's last? Guess who's last? He's in third place. No, it's me. <laughs> nope. Because somebody won their bet last Whoa! week. He is sitting tied for first with this guy at um, 600 points. So it's uh-oh. really close game right now. You got wow. 550. Oh, I'm only down 50. Um, yes, Bob lost his. I guess you're not in last place. That's a fair point. Bob did lose. So <laughs> he's in fourth uh, with 400 points. But wow. he's not going to have a bet this week. We do have some WBA games coming tomorrow. Indeed. Um, I am going to take the Sparks over the Fever, and I am going to bet. 250 points on that game. Michael, you've elected to take the Sun over the Liberty. Okay. How many points would you like to bet on that one? Uh, I will take uh, 250 points. Actually, I would like to call an audible there. I do want to take Liberty. Uh, the Liberty. I'd like... Uh, okay. I-, I think Sabrina can pull off a win against the, the, the Sun. Liberty over the Sun. I like it now, Trey. Before the... Pod, we talked about it, and you thought, uh, oh, the dream over the Aces? But how confident well, are you? Well, I, I want to switch that up. I want to do... 
the aces, and I want to put 300 points on it. Okay, 300 points they, on the aces. Yeah. I, I, I feel for Brittany Griner. I know, feel lied the, to. You know what I mean? And I guess they have to because nobody else has been fighting. For I Brittany, feel but, like he'll be okay. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, I feel attacked personally. You know what I mean? But it's fine. I what is it they say in, in the couples therapy? I hear and acknowledge you. Mm. And I still think you're full of shit. And that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Start referring to oh, boy. Good. Everybody, okay. what an episode we have had. So we've got some exciting bets coming next week that we will be able to check back in with. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Uh you're probably already following us on TikTok if you're here at this point. Uh, but if you're not, be sure you follow us at yay underscore basketball on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And, and just a reminder, we are recording live from the yay studio. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Trey, what do you have for the people? Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, great episode. It was cool to talk with a player that I grew up watching. Yeah. Um, that, mm-hmm. You know, us Kansas City kids uh, watch Duran and uh, Kareem and Brandon grow up here and kind of put us on the map mm-hmm. um so it was humbling to see him come on the episode and see, yeah yeah s- have him sit down and talk with us so very cool yeah mm-hmm. great episode guys justin as always guys oh. i know it's the off season Uh-oh. and i know what you're thinking i know you know we're bored with the league not too much has happened you know with our beloved wizards but enough <laughs> has happened with our beloved wizards and more importantly we didn't lose anybody we're going to nope. be right here we're going to be a top four seat next season. Who? Bank on it. Who? Thank you. No. Nope. Banked on Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. What an exciting episode. We've got more great stuff coming to you. Be sure you follow us everywhere you can. We love you. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, yay basketball. <laughs>